Hi guys, welcome back to Our Dice Donor. We're your hosts, Riley. And I'm Carly. And today we're going to be talking about the Netflix documentary, Our Father. Um, some of you may have watched it. Um, some of you may have not. But if you haven't watched it, you should. Because it's kind of creepy. Very creepy. But um, we're going to talk a little bit about it. And we are going to put a trigger warning in before we read anything for sexual assault. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And if you haven't watched it, pause and go watch it now. Yeah. Because it's mind-blowing and apparently very common, which is even weirder. Um, but yeah, first we're going to read a little article about it. Um, just kind of giving you an overview so you do understand it if you haven't seen it and you're not going to watch it. Um, and just give a refresher to people that have seen it and maybe to ourselves, even though we did just watch it the other day and I watched it twice because yeah. <laughs> I feel like I didn't grasp it. And then just like, so I've seen it three times now. Oh, I've only seen it twice. Yeah. So it's very wild. Thankfully, we haven't had to deal with anything like this, but it is a reality for some people. Yeah. Because it is based on a true story. Yeah. Well, and all the people in the documentary are not everyone in there is the real people the the uh doctor is not mm-hmm. the real person but everybody else is people that were actually involved so all right let's get into it Okay, this is on um, time.com, and maybe we can link it in the YouTube in case anybody wants to um, read it themselves, I guess, but I'm going to read the whole thing, so. Oh, yeah. You don't have to. Okay, bear with me. It's a little longer than some of the stories we read. During the 1970s and 80s, a fertility specialist in Indiana named Dr. Donald Klein inseminated dozens of patients with his own sperm without their knowledge or consent. The stories of some of these women and the at least 94 biological children of Klein are told in a new documentary, Our Father, which premiered on Netflix in May. So I'm pretty sure that was this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the film, which features interviews with the parents and their children, as well as others close to the situation, chronicles the siblings' path to uncovering the truth of their biological, biological parentage and spotlights their fury and resolve as they failed to see Klein answer for his crimes in court. In a moment when the right to safe and informed reproductive care is under threat in the U.S., our father is particularly resonant given the questions it raises about how our legal system views those seeking control over their own reproductive choices and restitution when the anatomy is violated. Um, Here's what to know about our father. And I love this girl's name, Jacoba. Jacoba Ballard's. (laughs) She's so, uh, I love it. Jacoba Ballard's life changed after she took an at-home DNA test and learned she had seven half-siblings. After reaching out to her newfound family members and researching the mystery of their shared relation, Ballard and her siblings soon discovered what horror their parents had, what their parents' trusted doctor had done. The number of confirmed siblings continued to grow as more people added their DNA to 23andMe's database. Each time she saw a new connection appear on her profile, she'd steal herself before reaching out to deliver the news. I know I'm going to call them and I'm going to ruin their life, she said in the documentary. It just completely washes away your identity, Julie Harmon, another sibling, says. You really have no idea who you are anymore. Our father includes interviews with eight of the 94 siblings. 
Because of Klein's lack of cooperation and the unknown number of patients he has had the opportunity to inseminate up until he stopped practicing in 2009, there is no way to know for sure how many siblings there may be. Our father suggests Klein may have been motivated by an ideology born of his affiliation with the extremist Christian sect called Quiverful, which encourages followers to reproduce as prolifically as possible to meet God's mandate to be fruitful and multiply and install adherence in position of power. Surveying the blonde hair and blue eyes of many of Klein's offspring, the film briefly meditates on whether Klein's crusade may have had white supremacist underpinnings, quiverful ideology, which promotes patriarchal gender ideology and other conservative ideals and bemoan European population decline, certainly seems to. The film emphasizes how Klein's faith, which developed after he accidentally struck and killed a young girl with his car, pervaded his practice as a doctor. He had his staff recite prayers together, advise patients to pray on their treatment choices, decorated his office with Christian sayings, and had an affinity for the verse Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you, which is often featured in material extolling the quiverful lifestyle. Klein has not publicly acknowledged or commented ties to the tradition. Our father's main focus is on highlighting the lack of legal recourse afforded to the siblings and their parents. By the time the children of Klein's former patients began to uncover the extent of his crime in 2015, he was well into retirement, living in Indianapolis, Indiana. They contacted the offices of the Marion County Prosecutor and Attorney General of Indiana, asserting Klein's medical practices were tantamount to rape and asking for an investigation, but proceedings were slow, much to their frustration. As the siblings waiting for forward authorities to take action, Klein lived as a pillar of their community and an elder of his church, performing baptisms in his backyard swimming pool. He also became obliquely threatening the siblings with retribution should they continue their effort to bring charges against him and take their story public. The lug nuts disappeared off Ballard's car one day, and as she shares in the film. Harmon says she found her hard drive suddenly wiped clean of all mention of Klein and all her research vanished overnight. Another sibling, Heather Wook, uh who shared her story publicly, began receiving phone calls pointedly inquiring if she was interested in purchasing a cemetery plot. Um, when the county prosecutors finally investigated Klein, the results were disappointing to the siblings, the women he inseminated, and their families. They had hoped an investigation into his medical practices would yield sufficient evidence to bring charges of rape. According to prosecutors at the time, however, Klein did not commit rape against the women he inseminated with his own sperm without their knowledge of, or consent. I don't deny that it was a sexual violation, but Dr. Klein committed rape is a legal assertion that was not true, and I wasn't going to put it on paper with my signature, Tim Delaney, who was working in the prosecutor's office in 2015, says in the film. The individuals touched by this were very emotional and had a feeling I was there to deliver catharsis. I wasn't. I was raped 15 times and I didn't even know it, former Klein patient Liz White says during her interview, a wrenching counterpoint. There was no consent. He didn't give me a choice. The filmmakers behind our father, including director-producer Lucy Jordan, say they were moved to tell the story of the siblings and their parents in order to help them condemn Klein's actions to a broad audience when it became clear the court had failed. As is often and infuriatingly the case in the U.S. justice system, in order to pursue Klein for the crime he had committed, it was necessary to prosecute him for something else. In 2017, he was brought to trial facing two counts of felony obstruction of justice for lying during the investigation. The obstruction of justice charges meant that no evidence related to Klein's actions towards his former patients was admissible, though those actions constituted the injustice for which the siblings and their parents were truly seeking restitution. 
Klein pled guilty and received two suspended sentences, meaning he served no jail time and a $500 fine. Our father tells a story of a violation so apparently novel that until the siblings and parents affected by Klein's crimes brought their case to court and lobbied for protection, there was no law prohibiting his action. In 2018, the siblings lobbying led by Matt White and his mother, Liz White, contributed to the passing of Indiana's fertility fraud law. There is still no federal law on the subject. While the story of our father depicts is relatively unique, the violation of a person's ability to choose the circumstances under which they become pregnant and the lack of legal protection of that ability are not. Klein's decision, seemingly motivated by extremist religious beliefs, was made by a person with power on behalf of many without. Our father ultimately succeeds in its mission of bringing the sibling story into the spotlight and emphasizes the fraught framework by which it is surrounded. All right. <laughs> Good job, Carl. Oh my goodness, that was hard. Um, I wouldn't have Where been do you want to start? <laughs> Ugh, I don't know. That guy just makes me mad. It makes me mad that he only got a fine, also. I know. Like just what? Just a couple counts and a $500 fine. A $500 fine. He's that making ha- more money than that. Is it like ongoing still, or is that just is it done? No, they so they couldn't because there was no law regarding the, any of this. Like so, it being rape, they had to right. go. They had to go at him for something else. So basically, the only thing they went at him for was like he had lied to police about doing it. Mm-hmm. So they went after him like for that instead. So when you watch the video, um, the one daughter. I won't, I won't say daughter because they probably don't want to be called that. The one donor child, um, she got to testify, but she was only allowed to say things that were specific to what oh, he did and then, like, yeah. not how she felt, right? Yeah. So I saw that. it was oh, super fucked up. Super fucked yeah. up. Yeah. They couldn't bring up, like, past stuff that he did. Yeah. And, like, I would love to dive deeper into that quiverful cult thing because like it's insane and like we so we just found out that term super donor Mm -hmm. and basically it's like people who have had so many donations that they do I guess and we just started having like people reach out that are super donors but we didn't know they were super donors so then like some people from the dc community have been contacting us to like let us know about these people that are trying to like get the word out there that they're like known donors and stuff like that so we've had to be careful about who's contacting us and i never even thought (laughs) something like that would happen like it's so weird and i don't want anything to do with it i don't want anything to do with it that whole quiverful thing is like that's a cult for sure Oh, it is. It's um, creepy, and I don't like it. Um, yeah, I started listening to a podcast that talks about it, actually, too. Let me find it, because it's a good one to, like, listen to. Um, I, I just started it, so I'm only, like, an episode in. But oh. um, um, they basically are two kids, or I guess they're not kids, but when they were kids, they were brought into this like they were born into this cult basically and um they're out of it now but it's just like talking about what they went through and stuff oh my god where is it oh i can't find this freaking podcast wow i don't know where it went i thought i added it um shoot i can't believe i lost that podcast i'll find it again and then we'll plug it but i only listened to like the first episode 
and I can't find it. Oh, was it good? Yeah, it was like, I mean, the quality, they definitely need some mics. It sounded mm. like they were using like headphones, like crappy headphones, um, which is fine, like whatever. So it was, I, sometimes it was hard to listen to just because of the sound. Um, oh, yeah. But it was wild. Like I never even heard of this thing until we watched the documentary. And even mm-hmm. when we watched it the first time, I didn't even really process it. So we're going to have to do some research and we'll talk about Quiverful and we'll like deep dive into it maybe. Yeah. But um, I, I feel like it's just going to make us mad just just like here because this is probably like a common thing that people just don't talk about along with oh, like yeah. super donors. Is that what super donors are doing? Um, I don't know if they're part of the cult. However, it's basically they just want to spread their seed as much as possible. And honestly, like not to sound rude, but it's like pathetic. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what are you doing? I'm sorry fucking weird like why do you need your seed spread everywhere maybe they ju- they have like this weird fetish that's what it is it's like a weird fetish they yeah 100 so if you're a super donor please don't reach out to us because we're not gonna have you on so i wanted to talk about like some of the things when she was talking about that like i kind of feel like we resonate in the sense that um whenever we're finding new siblings we feel like we're about to like drop a bomb on them the nice mm-hmm. thing is we're not dropping the bomb of hey, your doctor inseminated your mom with the wrong sperm. Yeah. However, we still are sometimes dropping the bomb on them that they're sperm donor babies, and it's really hard to navigate that always. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've had to announce it to anyone yet. You basically had to drop the bomb on me, but not really. Yeah. But you did. And then, oh, I guess, yeah, the first sibling we talked to, we yeah. were the reason she found out. I think – I don't know if I really dropped the bomb on you. I think we mostly just thought like your dad was my donor. Yeah. I think we were kind of steering clear of like, oh, you can't be from a donor. Yeah. Well, because I didn't think that I was. I didn't even question yeah. that at so all. We were which like, is so funny. Yeah. We were like, oh, it's someone like on your side. Yeah. I just thought it was either my dad or like my uncle or something. And my mom was so like just very not open about it that I didn't even think to question her because like my mom and my dad weren't close like when Mm -hmm. they divorced like they did not talk they only talked to shuttle me around from house to house and Mm -hmm. so I never talked to my mom about my dad at all like never once even I barely mentioned his name kind of thing Mm -hmm. um so when I asked her that and she basically just said I don't know I dropped it because I was like okay she don't she don't fucking know so I was like why do I need to talk to her um so, yeah, I didn't think to question her. We should have that. wrote down like how long we were trying to figure out because I remember messaging you like back and forth and being like, "Oh, it could be this person. Oh, it could be this person." Like going well, I back know and some forth. Of the dates like I could probably figure out sort of, but like we started talking like it was I think April of 2018 cuz you knew me when I was taking flight school, right? Or no. Mm-hmm. I think you were just flying cuz you were living in Calgary. That's when we started talking. No, you knew me before I moved to Calgary. No, I didn't. Are you sure? Nope. You I knew don't me think well. So. Yeah, you had. To, yeah, you had to have because I started talking to you in April of whatever year it was, and I only lived. I didn't even live in Calgary in April. Really? Yeah. So we either started talking April 2019 or April 2018. Maybe we just talked like a little bit and then Well, I stopped talking to you for like four months. So That's true. So you could have been moving. Yeah, I wonder if I can get on Ancestry right now and see where our what our 
messages said back and forth. But either way, my mom told me in January of 2020. So it was either a year or two years that we or a year or a year and a half, basically. Yeah. That and we a lot of that was out. like, we weren't talking like how we do now. No. Not at well, all. And like I said, I stopped talking to you for a couple months. So yeah, Carly ghosted um, me. I'm a ghoster. She's see. like, nah, don't want to talk to this crazy. This girl's a crazy. Get her away from me. Okay, yeah. It was April 9th, 2019. Ah. So then I moved to Calgary that year. So, okay, I guess my mom didn't hide it from me for a year. Whoa, that was fast because I remember the first time I booked my flight, I was supposed to fly out April 4th. 2020 yeah whoa we moved fast after that i know um but then covid happened i had to cancel my flight and then i flew out in september instead yes mm-hmm. i thought we were talking for from 2018 for some reason no i remember you being in calgary because you had that one apartment mm-hmm. yeah With so the, the Remember that you would send me Snapchats and it had like the um, metal like banister right there. Oh yeah, in my, yeah. for my living room. I mm-hmm. love that place. It's so cute. I remember okay, you yeah. FaceTiming me like in the winter and being like, "This is what it looks like from the outside." <laughs> so cute. And I went and visited this year. And I yeah. Saw it in the, I got to see it in the summer. I was so excited. I just like stood outside and took a picture. Like weird. Anyways, we go on, on off on tangents. So. Oh yeah. Good thing sorry. I've got my notes. Oh my god, you wrote them on paper too. That's so cute. Oh my god, I'm ridiculous. Yeah. I wrote mine on my phone. No, I needed a piece. Of- I got like two pages. Um, I was gonna say now ask if I can find them. No, I just found them. Oh, this part at the very beginning of it, I felt like you could resonate with when she said. Um, so the first sibling, Jacoba, she mm. kept saying that she she kept asking if she was adopted because she didn't look like anyone in her family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so her mom, her parents finally told her when she was like ten years old. Mm-hmm. So she's like blonde hair, blue eyes, and everybody else in her family is like brown, brown, <laughs> like yeah, brown hair, brown eyes. Mine's like the complete opposite. I have well, I dye my hair, so my hair is like a really light, like brown, I guess. But everybody, when I was little, I had like bright blonde hair, like this color. My hair's like always been this Me color. So, and I have like the darkest brown eyes. They get darker in the summer, and everybody in my family has like dark hair. My mom and my dad, and they have hazel eyes. Every single one weird so i was like there has to be one person with brown eyes um i have my mom's exact eye color so well you also look exactly like your mom i know but you know how many people have told me i look like grant and my friend told me the other day i look like ethan like ethan and i look alike really yeah but i think you look like grant's cousin yeah i think my hair makes me look like that in my forehead i I think i think so see now i still don't look like anybody I mean, you look like some one of the sisters a lot. And then, like, I kind of look like her. Yeah. I think if we, like, stood the three of us together, mm-hmm. we would, like, kind of morph into each other. I think it's different when you're beside them, though, too. Because, like, I'm a copy and paste of my mom, but then I stand beside Grant, and then I look like him, right? So it's, like, yeah. I'm a bit of a chameleon, mm-hmm. which is fine. But well, I mean, you don't look like it. People always say me and Brianna look like sisters. And we used to get – You do. Oh, I don't get that. And people used to say we look like twins. People would actually stop us on the street and be like, are you guys twins? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We always tell people we are. Or they're like, where's your sister? Like before I met you. And I'm like, she's not here. <laughs> That's not her. Yeah. 
That's why I want to meet more siblings and see how many of us look similar to each other. I know. I just wish we had a whole bunch, but not like a hundred. That's like crazy. I know. There's 94, they said. Um, There's probably way more now. Probably. Well, and like, so part of this was like they were in a really small town. Mm -hmm. And in the documentary, you can see that um, like some of them know each other. Like, oh, yeah, that and she's like, oh, I know her. Yeah, because her their kids play together, right? Yeah. They go to the same school. What if they dated in high school? What if somebody dated? What if they're married? What if they have kids? Because they're from such a small town. Well, one lady was talking about that, that now they have to have the conversation with their kids. Like, hey, let me know, like, who you're, like, hanging out with before, you know. I need to know their parents, yeah. Right, yeah. But even, like, some of them don't even know that they're sperm donor babies. Mm-hmm. either so you don't even you don't even know yeah that's the worst part how do you not think of that like it's like that would he's creating incest yeah no, and he like is. they want this like they're basically trying to make america white again was like part of the cult mm-hmm. saying and it's like okay but you're making america incest as well <laughs> so that's literally what you're doing like the fact what do you it was it's bad enough that it's in like a small town i feel like it wouldn't be as bad if it was spread around mm-hmm. but the fact that it's in this tiny town and some of the siblings knew each other already yeah and there was one part like you can sit here and question if he was part of quiverful or not but they the one mom said that um he asked her if she was jewish and um, if you look at all the pictures of the babies on the board, they're all Caucasian babies. There's nobody. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that's not white. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just like plays more into it, like being about this like big white supremacist thing. Like it's so weird. I wonder if they had, um, or if he had, uh, parents of different races come in, and he only did the donation for the white parents. But he's got. I think he's. I don't know at the way. It, I mean, small towns usually are very like my small town is very white. Like that's true. So I'm just to, I'm just doing this based off like what I know. But there probably weren't a lot of people that weren't white going into this clinic, and like mm-hmm. maybe he turned them away. I think that I don't think he did anybody that was not white. Yeah, I think so too. I like, and and I mean, like not with his own. Like he might have done some families that were white with the sperm that they said that they were gonna get. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody that walked into that clinic in general was probably a white person. Yeah. Like, because all the pictures on the board, like if, if you weren't white and you saw just a bunch of Caucasian babies on the board, wouldn't you kind of be like, maybe I should not be here. Yeah. <laughs> and all the like, all the weird Christian stuff he had all over the place. Oh, and his like, like baptizing thing in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And the one lady said like, I'm not very comfortable with like all this Christian stuff you have everywhere. And he's like, that's when he was like, are you Jewish or something like that? And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I am. And um, that, what was it? Jeremiah one five. That was like, he, he focused his whole thing around that. Mm-hmm. Like his whole, the whole reason he did all this was like for Jeremiah one five, which was um, uh, before I fo- formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. That was like part of his whole thing. And he said it to the one girl too. Just super weird. And then I remember the one part that weirded me out the most was like he was so hardcore into religion saying that God doesn't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So me doing this is not a mistake. Like that that was his way out. And it was like, bro, 
bruh, I could yeah. do anything with that saying. Yeah. I could go murder someone. I could go rob a bank. Yeah. God doesn't make mistakes, so I'm going to do it. What, is he calling himself God now? No, he's basically saying, like, what I'm doing is not a mistake because God would not let it happen if it was a mistake. Oh, my God. He's sick. Yeah. He's fucking weird. He's delusional. Um, so, yeah, that quiverful call is just basically aimed at having, like, an army of children. Um, and it said that they're, like, basically raised to participate in government. So they want, like, the civil law of America to be the Bible. So basically they want all mm-hmm. of Americans to, like – follow the bible um and it, they said something about if you're a man they want you in politics and if you're a woman they want you to marry someone in politics so that you can have a politician's babies oh my god so it's like this whole thing of like getting into the government and like changing all this shit it's fucking weird so i don't like that i don't know yeah um and then what i thought was like 10 times worse so like the donor community is already, or not the community, the sperm donor, what am I trying to say? The environment, no, not the environment, but the whole thing is just like not very monitored. Oh, and, I feel like I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Even though like people have to qualify to donate, it's still like anonymous donors is, should not be a thing because like for mm-hmm. one, we need to know where the fuck our health is coming from. So that being said, and it wasn't talked about in that little overview that I did, mm-hmm. but all of the donor kids had um, um, immune problems, like yeah. every single one. An autoimmune disease. Yeah. So this fucking doctor who He monitors, knew about that too. Yeah. he He's the one that monitors, like he's part of this whole thing and he knows the rules that mm-hmm. people have to – be up to a certain standard to even donate mm-hmm. meanwhile he's got a freaking autoimmune disease and that he's giving to all these children so there's you're sitting here trying to say like i'm trying to produce all these children and like take over america and they all got problems one of them had like a blood clotting disease the other one has like mm-hmm. breathing problems the other one had like something else with her lungs or something like that and it was just like you know you yeah. know you shouldn't be doing it you know that you're doing this people and you still did it. Yeah. And those because... moms are probably giving that to their child then. Yeah. That's the other thing. And yeah. like, it's the same thing as like, I thought like heart attack would run in my family because my dad died of a heart attack. So like I go to the doctor and I'm checking off crap on a sheet and they're like, oh, does heart attack run your family? And I'm checking off yet. Yeah, yes. Meanwhile, it doesn't, but mm-hmm. I don't know any better. And so they're sitting there with all these problems and they don't even know where they're getting them from. So they don't know if it's hereditary and then it's just like leading the doctors into like the wrong path because mm-hmm. they don't have all the information. So it's just the whole thing is just fucked up. Yeah. Probably, I feel so bad for those people. Yeah. They they were probably put on like all kinds of different medication too since no one knew what was wrong with them. Yeah. Taking medication like, that they don't need. You can do tests and stuff, but if you, if it's something that's hereditary and you don't still don't know what it is, like there's only so far you can go. Yeah. Um, so that's just wild and then they also didn't have computers so everything that was being done was recorded on paper yeah so easily disposable yeah he yeah he well ugh, i'm just like gross out i'm just thinking about him like i know the worst part of like all of this is like and why it 100 i mean 100 in general it constitutes as rape because it's like you're putting something in someone 
without their consent. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that is like, he, it wasn't like he just had a big old like fridge or whatever of his sperm. He, mm-hmm. he got it fresh from himself. Yeah. Cause it has to and be then warm. brought it into the room. Yeah. So it wasn't like he just had it ready. Mm-hmm. Like he would leave the room, go jerk off and then bring it into the room. So he's still like yeah. on a euphoric high of just having done the deed. Yeah. And now you're walking into someone's, like room and putting that in them like it's it's so disgusting to think about i don't like he he left the room while they were in there to do that and then come back and they were undressed from the bottom down like had the the cloth on them or whatever but like yeah so you're still basically like high off your dick and Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then walking in and doing that to someone and you think that that's okay and you did it over a hundred times Mm-hmm. I'm assuming over at least over a hundred times because like not mm-hmm. all of them take. So how many times did he do it? Like um, three, so, yeah. Probably. Just a selfish piece of garbage. Yeah, um, they're in. I don't remember what part it was, but he said that um, he used it no more than ten times. That's what he kept saying. Yeah, that's that's how he got away with. Uh, they came after him for like the obstruction of justice because he was lying. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously. But then, then, he, then he kept upping it because I think he said no more than 30 times or something. Yeah, he kept kind of like – He just kept lying. Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. And um, – What was I going to say? Oh, I felt oh. – I remember a good one. Okay, go ahead. Um, One of the girls – or one of the offspring, he was her – Oh, yeah. He was her fertility doctor. Yeah. So basically, part? yeah, he was his own daughter's fertility doctor. So he was like checking up on her stuff. Meanwhile, it's his daughter, and like, and he knew that, that should too. Be rape too. Honestly, that should be rape too. Yeah. It's not. It should be because it's disgusting. Yeah. I, I but can't. I wonder if he knew that was his daughter or not. Oh, for sure. Like, but do you think he actually took records of who he inseminated with his own sperm? Oh, he never said that. That's true. I feel like if he's going to do it, he's going to do it and like record it just so he gets the pleasure of like knowing. Knowing like that's my kid walking around. Yeah, probably. That's disgusting. The worst part is, is like when they started talking about it, he's like threatening their safety. Like Mm -hmm. to take the lug nuts off someone's car of all their wheels so that when they like drove it would just screw up their car. Yeah. And then like th- the like the call to one of the daughters where they were like, hi, it's the cemetery. Do you want to purchase a plot? Mm-hmm. Like, are you telling them you're going to murder them? You are the one who forced them to be alive and now you're going to kill them? Yeah. Exactly. The guy's all screwed up in the head. And he brought a gun to their first meeting. To the meeting with the the journalist. And the siblings or all the all of his donor kids, too. Was it? Yeah. He brought it oh, both times. I forgot that part. Yeah. Weirdo. I just remember them saying, like, he was getting pleasure from, like, which one was the, like, supreme sibling. Oh, yeah. He like, kept asking them questions and, like, writing it down to see. They're, like, they were, he was, like, ranking them. Yeah. He was yeah. ranking their achievements to see, oh, which one of my offspring, like, did the he best. He was probably wondering which one was, like, in politics or something. If it's <gasps> to do with that quiverful stuff. Stop it. Probably. He's probably, like, ah, which one is in politics? Which one has kids now? Which one, like. Mm-hmm. Ugh, so weird. I just don't yeah. understand how nobody knew. Like, I wish he would have gone in the documentary so we could have seen, like, his 
personality. Yeah. Because, like, the way that some people talked about him, they're like, I, I would have never expected this from this guy. Like, this is oh, this yeah. who he was. The like, lady that was, worked there was, like, yeah. shocked. She's like, yeah. I never would have known. And the siblings were like, how could you not know? Yeah. It was because it was, like, 30 years or some shit that he was doing this for. Yeah, I guess. But see, they – they're probably that lady's probably just like a nurse and probably gets like the woman all checked in and they don't have any records probably because everything's oh yeah in a notebook so they're not not walking back there yeah you're not going over any of the doctor's like notes really i guess well and he probably kept his own secret notes Mm -hmm. i mean if you don't even think to suspect something like that then yeah i don't know I'm stressed out. (laughs) I know. I actually, like, I rewatched it that second time so I could take notes on it. And I was just, like, dreading. I was, like, I didn't really like it the first time. But, like, it kind of resonated with us. So I was, like, let me just watch it. But I don't like it. It's creepy. It just, it makes me feel uncomfortable that that actually happened. I had someone ask me, like, the first when it first came out, they're, like, is this what yours is like? And I was, like, fuck no. If it was, I would be in therapy. Like, yeah. Could I you wouldn't imagine? be talking to you about it. Yeah, I don't. I could not handle that. No, we wouldn't have if if that was the case. We uh, we wouldn't have the podcast. I would not be talking about it. I would be burying that shit deep in deep down. Like I would not be telling people. You wouldn't. I wouldn't talk about this guy. Mm. I don't think. I don't think I would want the podcast. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to talk about it if it was such a bad experience. I don't think I would be. That's Maybe I'd true. write a book about it or something. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be better. Or I'd let the documentary happen, but I don't know if I could handle being on a podcast like week after week and talking about it. I'm shocked they even wanted to be on the documentary. I think they wanted to expose him. And that's, I mean, there was only four out of 94 that were on it, right? So Was there four only? That's what it says in the thing. There was only four. Really? I swear there was more. It felt like more. It did feel like more. Like six or seven at least. More. People, I swear it said four. People kept popping in, but they oh, were sorry, different. eight, eight, yeah, okay, eight, eight's better, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's you can never know how many siblings there are, which is fucked up. That's kind of like um, before I did the DNA test, and my mom told me it was like the little what was that? Are there little kids outside? Yeah, sorry, that's okay. They're just having a good time. I would I would say we too. <laughs> we. Um, um but like before i did the dna test obviously i like so much runs through your head and i was like oh the donor because i was just thinking of like what does the donor look like does he look like me what color hair does he have does he have brown eyes so it was so weird but every time i would see like a guy i was like oh that could be the donor oh that could be the donor (laughs) or like because my parents did it down in minneapolis so every time i'd go down there i'd be like hmm that person kind of looks like me like they could be my sibling so like imagine being in such a small town where that's constantly running through your head yeah i'll die if it was any anytime anyone or sorry i would die if there was anyone from my hometown that i did have someone reach out from my hometown who um they're not a sperm donor baby but their dad was a donor kind of thing Mm -hmm. so they ended up opening up to me about that and it's funny because me and her are very alike and then we sent each other pictures of our dads and i was like what the hell our dads kind of look the same too weird Um, so it's not obviously because like it's it's her own dad but it was just it was like super weird i was i was like hey we could be siblings because we were we were pretty good friends in high school and we had the same like like wacky personality in high school Mm -hmm. um she'll if she's listening she'll know i'm talking about her but i won't say her name 
Um, but yeah, it was, it was just weird. Like, I just wonder if there's anybody else from high school that also was a sperm donor baby and just hasn't said anything. I feel like they would have reached out by now, but they might yeah. not know either. I just know of um, the brother and sister from a town over and I feel yeah. like they listen or one of them does. I know for sure. So I don't want to say your name. Oh, that's weird. I didn't find out they were until I posted about coming to see you, I think. Oh, really? I posted I posted something, and then I remember she told me, and I was like, well, but nobody from my high school has said anything. Uh, I also well, don't talk to anybody except Brianna. So. Yeah, I don't really talk to anyone either. Um, and then I did have one girl – find uh our story and added me on instagram and reached out to me and like our stories are so similar so we were like wondering if we were siblings but Mm. um she her basically her parents went to a um a clinic like a town over from where my mom went but then she also has siblings like from minnesota so really? I was like, yeah. So I might ask her if she wants to come on the podcast. We'll see. She might listen to this and then just reach out to me. But I've been talking to her a bit the last couple of days because um, I'm just like bonding over it a little bit. But That's cool. Yeah, it's weird. I want to kind of meet up with them, but I wish they were like siblings. So it would be like more like, oh, my God, they live really close. Like I can meet up. But yeah, I mean, I might just meet up with her to talk about it because there's like it's nice like having somebody mm-hmm. else to talk about it that understands like the whole thing. So I don't know, maybe. I mean, we might just have a bunch out there. They just haven't done the D- any of the DNA tests. I want more people that live around me so I can like, hang out with them more often. <laughs> yeah. Like, same for you. I don't have anyone around you. They're all in Canada. These mine are in the same country. Yeah. That's they okay. live close. No one lives close to me, but you, you still are the closest living one, basically. Am I really? I think except for, like, one. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to do the math on, like, or the... Not the math, but time out. Like, Google Maps it. Well, Grant lives but, close to you. Yeah, but he's not a sibling. <laughs> That's true. I guess his kid is our sibling, so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to end this. Yeah. One of my friends actually messaged me on Snapchat, and he was like, he's my age. Like, he graduated with me. And he's like, I thought about, um, like, being a sperm donor. And then he said, like, oh, I thought about doing it but then I like don't want to do it because I want it to be like a hundred percent anonymous and I'm like mm-hmm. coming from a sperm donor baby don't do it to make it anonymous like do it yeah. because you want to help people and you want to like not that you eventually want to meet like the child I guess but like but they need to know like their background and shit like yeah and you have to just like the health records I think are the most important because like those aren't updated they should have the donor come back in like every five years and like update their health records because if something's not like like if a heart attack doesn't happen by the time they donate what if it happens like five years later you know it's still not recorded i know i think that our i think the clinics and the databases should have access to like their health records like at all times so every time Mm -hmm. there's an update it just like goes in there and like we can't see it but like if I went to my doctor they can see it or something like that yeah so like oh I like then it's still private it's still all in the medical field but it's the same as like me going to a new doctor they can request the all my health records Mm -hmm. from they can just request it from the last doctor yeah so like I still don't think it should be anonymous However, if somebody wanted to keep their, like, identity anonymous, like, if 
for some reason that there should at least be that health factor like that yeah. somebody can see you know and it's not and like, get a hold of you it's not like we don't get the health we just don't get updated health i but i didn't get anything that's true you didn't get anything so it there there is nothing that like my mom got nothing <laughs> yeah it was like the health of what he no they i don't even think they got like a profile on who he was at that time did your mom get health though did she have to she, no, look, she didn't get anything did she look it over though like not that she had so. anything to keep she just she got nothing I don't think so i don't think so Weird. They basically told them what they wanted, and then they said, "Okay, sign this piece of paper that you are okay with it being anonymous." And they're like, "Okay." Yeah. Well, I guess because usually they don't let donors like come in if they have health problems, right? Well, because yeah, they do all the they're supposed to do all the like go through and figure out that kind of stuff. So yeah. So I guess they're not going to have somebody with health problems, but still. I mean, hopefully, when there's people like this. <laughs> Yeah, right. And apparently it's uh it does happen. Cuz it yeah. happened where that someone um, sent us an email the Netherlands they have something going on. Yeah. Yeah, we have to do more research into that cuz that one's like a hot mess, but yeah. But, I mean it it happens like way more than we think it does and there's no laws for it. So it's just like it's just a hot mess um of a situation and there's a lot of good advocates out there for us um that we're starting to learn about and kind of get into the communities and stuff um there's one girl named laura she's on tiktok and she's like a big advocate in the states Mm -hmm. um for the dc community so like we're slowly starting to get like more and more involved which is really nice um because like i said we are very tip of the iceberg with a lot of the information we do know but i think it's nice at the same time that we are because as we learn we are like informing the listeners as well Mm -hmm. um so yeah there's a lot going on we're kind of just going off of our experiences also so if we if something gets brought up that we don't know about then we have to do more research on it and then kind of inform Mm -hmm. everybody yeah yeah and I mean, it's nice now that we are getting more and more contacts of people and like mm-hmm. just like being welcomed into the community and stuff, which is nice. Um, and different situations that they've gone through. They're all, some of them are either pretty much the same or there are some just wild ones. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how everyone handles this. <laughs> I don't, my brain is fried. Yeah. I mean, out of everybody, I feel like we got dealt a pretty good hand with kind of how we handled things and how everything's worked out so far so far so good we'll see yeah never i'm always suspicious (laughs) i know me too i feel like it's never ending i know yeah that's the thing because it's like we just if we get another sibling then that's one more thing that we have to figure out or it's like Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just always a lot i keep getting messages on like ancestry and 23 not messages i keep getting like notifications our emails um and every time one pops up i'm like oh my gosh it's a sibling but it's just literally like a third fourth fifth cousin that just popped up oh really yeah i don't really look at my notifications at all yeah i have mine sent to my emails so whenever i see one i'm like oh gosh what is that (laughs) i always get i know i always get prepared to like call you and i'm like we got another one I know. We haven't had any of that, like, drama in a while. Nothing too crazy. We're due for some. Since, like, 
Yeah, no, we're not. I'm okay we're, with that. You know right what's now. gonna happen? We're probably gonna not saying we're gonna get some soon, but like they have their sales for like New Year's Eve and Christmas and like that kind of stuff. That's true. Yeah. So watch. Getting more. Come like springtime. Oh man, we're not prepared. I'll be prepared then. Never know though, because it's not yeah. like we had a crazy donor that like donated 500 times either. He did donate a lot though. That's true. He did the math once. I can't but I mean, remember what it was. If it was regulated even a little, I don't think we would have, like, a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Since we've only found, like, a few so far, I feel like right off the bat, if we would have, like, been in contact with, like, or gotten matched with, like, ten of them, then it would Mm. probably be, like, a greater possibility. But the fact that we didn't, like, have that many. We should ask him what years it was that he was doing that again because we could be the oldest ones and the younger ones just haven't done the mm-hmm. test yet because they could that's true they could be like in their early 20s and just not have done the test depending on when he did it and i don't know how long they keep the sperm for either i feel like they keep it for like five years i think they said mm, we should check because it could be longer there could be kids that are like in their late teens we don't know and they're probably not doing it i wonder if i could like email the clinic and just ask general questions yeah you should ask because that's a general question like how long do you keep once they sperm for because once they stop it has to be warm though so do they keep yeah they keep it like a thing yeah i would assume so it's the same as like keeping any type of sample yeah just put it at the right temperature i would assume i mean back when these people were doing it they just said they put them in their breasts and carried it to the I remember that yeah next person that was weird but yeah um yeah I would assume there's technology these days that they mm-hmm. just keep it in like a warm container or something but yeah I'll have to ask him I yeah. mean he listens so he can answer for us and we can read it on the next podcast but yeah is there anything else you'd like to say go follow us on all the socials we're on yeah. tiktok instagram mm-hmm. YouTube. I like blanked for a second. I yeah, like, I know. Where? Yeah, I was like, where? Where did we go? Uh, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and you can listen on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. It's all our day as a donor, and our mm-hmm. email is our day as a donor at gmail.com. So if you have any stories, or you know of anybody that has stories, send them our way. And if you want to be anonymous with sending your stories, we will not read them on the podcast. Just write that in in your email because. Mm. They're nice to read. They're they're very cool because we don't get them that often, but when we do, it's very exciting for us. Yeah, and we'll link the story that I read, the time story. Um, I sent it to your your text messages, so if you Ooh. just want to link that, we'll link that in the YouTube. Perfect. Um, and then I'll just talk about where you can you can watch it on Netflix, the documentary. Um, but if you don't want to watch it, just listen to our story again. <laughs> I highly, I highly over. suggest you guys go watch it. It is very, um, it's a very unique story, even though it is kind of like a little like Debbie Downer story. It is, yeah, kind of interesting. I mean, her warnings on that as well. Like we'll just tell you, there are talks of um, rape, and there are talks of, um, I guess kind of murder but not murder running that little girl over so yeah um just yeah trigger warning trigger warning on everything yeah um but it's yeah it's kind of heavy so Mm -hmm. be prepared 
Yeah. But yeah. Um, Thanks for listening. And thank you so watching. much for listening. We appreciate you and keep coming back every week. Because now it's November and we're in regular clothes. We're out of costumes now. Mm-hmm. We missed the last one, but that's okay. I was sick. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm always sick, but. We'll we post our Halloween costumes on the Insta. Yeah, we hope you guys had a good October and Halloween. Happy day after Halloween when Yay. this comes out. It's November, so anybody in Minnesota, we should have snow. We probably won't have snow, but it's Movember, so get your mustaches ready. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, we'll talk to you later. (laughs) Yeah. Bye. Bye.